What's up, everybody? What's this thing? Yeah, we got a screen protector. It's so our P's and our T, like the popping noises aren't so crazy. Mm. Yeah. And so you don't spit on my microphone. I've been really bad. I just spit on it. Thank you. That's but my microphone anyway. Happy podcast. Podcast day. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. It's TTG Radio Time. And all of us are here today. This is exciting. Woo! Woo! Yes. Hi there, my name is Danny Phillips. I'm Ian Coyer. I'm Scott LeBlanc. And this is TTG Radio. The three of us are business partners at a sports performance gym in Northwest Louisiana. And together we are bridging the gap between the worlds of nutrition, personal training, and physical therapy. Now, if you know us, you might call us a perfect storm. We bring a whole lot of energy to the table that's mixed in with a dash of nerdiness. Rib position of the bottom ribs and the bucket handle ribs, which I wish I could grab a little skeleton guy and bring over here. A pinch of science. I thought the cartilage like the pulled away. Wow. And a big old spoonful of straight up goofy. I would say a lifesaver. Not a lifesaver. Right. He's I been was a... your first lifesaver. That's fair. <laughs> bottom line is this. We're here to share where science meets practical application aka reality. Life is hard, but there is a way to live it pain-free and enjoy your health while also having a gourmet cup of coffee or a glass of wine. We're sharing what we've learned along the way with our own trial and error and how we're making progress with ourselves and clients in real time. Are you ready for this ride? Let's go! Welcome to Welcome. Welcome to TTG Radio. And we actually have Planned out topic. Planned is maybe too big of a word. Yeah. <laughs> threw it at us. Like I did. I threw it at you guys. But that's because I knew you could handle it. It's a topic that comes up frequently in initial conversations with clients. So our topic of conversation today, or at least where we'll start, Ian Coyer. You're the actual <laughs> definition of it. So we can be right, the right, actual right, definition right, right, of it. Right. Not your definition of it. This isn't that anyway. Flexibility versus mobility. This comes up a lot with brand new clients when they're talking to us about their goals and their ideas and what they either do want or what they think they want in terms of progress and reaching goals. So I thought it would be interesting to discuss the, the true definitions, what the difference between the two of them are and what people really need or what they're asking for, what they think they're asking for. And we're going to get the physical therapy and the training perspective on these and, and how they go together. So we'll start with the true definition. True definition. True definition. Flexibility is defined as the ability of a muscle or muscle groups to lengthen passively through a range of motion. Whereas mobility is the ability of a joint to move actively through a range of motion. So Scott, I want you to explain that. And two key words there. It's very, right? very simple. Passive and active. active. I think that's the most important things to remember in those definitions. So flexibility is a passive movement of muscles, tendons, being able to be stretched. Mobility is the act of actually moving about the joint actively. Correct. So two two things. If you're not actively doing it, then guess what? It's flexibility. Flexibility. Correct. If you're passively doing it, guess what it is? Guess what it is? 
flexibility. That's probably the most common thing I get when I have, like, I got four evals today. Probably the most common thing I hear. Oh, I don't want to hear it from you two. No, you yeah. just get to see our eyes. That's off. fine. Y'all can see it. You ain't doing my emails. No, because we're doing something else. Oh, we'll see what you guys. Anyways, <laughs> the most common thing I get when people come in here is usually I want to be more flexible. I want to be more mobile. And they don't really understand the difference. But the catch is you also don't sit there and try to explain that to somebody that has no anatomical knowledge. They just want to feel better and be able to move in better positions, right? So the other big factor to, I think, this conversation is basically when you start talking about mobility or whatnot, you, know, you start talking about hypermobility, right? And I think that's a factor that a lot of people don't look at. Um, one of the probably the biggest screens we use here is what's called the Biden score. Um, it's kind of amazing how a lot of people are flexible, but not mobile or they're mobile and not per se as flexible. Um, how would somebody know that? Um, we may know what, like when they come in here and you start doing tests on that, how would you explain to somebody, Hey, you are flexible, but you're not mobile I or mean, vice versa. Like I'm trying to give it tangible examples for somebody listening to this. I think the most like well-known, I don't know it's, it's not true, but right. when we say people are double jointed, like, yes. that's, that's not a true statement. Correct. There's no like double jointed thing. You're so hyper extensions. Yeah. Yeah, you're hypermobile. So your your joint mobility is excessive compared to the norm. Right. And does not have per se you could argue even control. But that could be their norm then. Correct. The problem is you gotta understand that. Because you can have people that are very, very hypermobile in certain positions, and that's just the nature of their sport, the nature of their body, the way their fascia works, their genetics, but it may not be the right thing for them. As meaning not to, again, you guys hate it when I crap on things, but I'm going to bring it up anyways. So a recent place that got uh, started in Shreveport is called the Stretch Lab. Okay, They're all over the United States. And I've had several clients come in here that are interested in it. Mm -hmm. um, again, we always try to promote going anywhere, doing anything, blah, Movement blah, 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 blah right? Medicine, but, right? Yeah. but there are people that don't need to be stretched even more than they already are. And the problem with that right. is not a lot of people understand that. If I have somebody that can do some crazy in-range position, like a single leg straight raise or a external rotation of their hip, and they can go into crazy ranges of motion. Well, they already have the motion. So a lot of times they need strength within that motion, right? Or in within that range of motion. So I don't need to control create- Controlled mobility versus flexibility. Like they need to be able to control the movement. Correct, versus, correct, yeah. Yeah. correct. And the problem- Because they have so much motion. Correct. The more motion you have, the more difficult it is gonna be to be strong through that entire motion. So it makes sense. So that is probably the biggest thing I see in here is that a lot of people talk about that kind of stuff. And I'm like, well, let's talk about why you want to be stretched or what are you trying to actually gain out of that? Because stretching and then that's a whole, I mean, we can go into details about that for probably hours about stretching. That's a whole different subject, but yeah, I think people need to kind of be aware of what their body actually is and why I think evaluations are good for them and why they should come get checked out either by us or somebody else that's qualified to see if that is the right thing they need. Because a lot of times it's not. And yeah. it can actually make your symptoms worse. Whereas I'm sure everybody, here's a good, here's a great example. Uh, my hamstrings are tight. Yeah, hear that all right? the time. Your hamstrings tight from them being not flexible or are they tight because you're an anterior tilt or because you got some type of shortened hamstring or lengthened hamstring because of the way your pelvis is. Or are they weak? Correct. So the catch is it's usually not a one-stop shop answer. It's usually a multi, like you got to sit there and look at them and do a whole approach to it. And that's a, I mean, I can't tell you how many people I say are like, hey, I'm just tight and I just need to stretch it out. 
that's not per se always true. And that's, that's a whole other subject. So how can somebody listening right now thinking that exact thought, like, oh, I'm super tight. I need to go stretch more. What other things should they be thinking of? Is there a home test that they can do themselves to kind of go, oh, maybe I'm not just tight. Maybe it's something else. Maybe I don't need to stretch. When, when can somebody listening to this go, I need to stretch versus maybe it's something else? I think that, can I answer this? Yeah. <laughs> I think that if, so say you have somebody that has a normal workout routine, right? Usually the big muscle groups that they continue to work out are going to be pretty mobile, I would say. Some things that you don't necessarily work out as much as you should, hamstrings, probably hamstrings, probably hamstrings. calves, something like that, usually tend to be what feels tighter. Right. Mm. But there's a lot of research now that's saying it may not just be a soft tissue limitation or tightness or shortening of a muscle. It may actually be weakness that is giving the sensation of being tight. So being strong is like, I'd argue, like Eric always talked about that. And I still to this day love that image he did. But if you think of a pyramid, right, if you don't have a base of strength, the pyramid can't hold itself up. I always used to tell people that. And that is the fundamental of, I think, strength and conditioning, fitness, exercises, that if you don't have a baseline of strength, it's going to be very hard for the rest of the body to do its job, especially everything up, right? So strength, I think, is one of the number one things that a lot of people just forget about. And that can be strength in your intercostals. It can be strength anywhere. That doesn't mean just being able to lift 500 pounds. You know what I mean? So I think that's a, a huge other aspect of it oh. okay so for maybe a flip side of this somebody wants to do something different when is it appropriate to add in maybe a solely mobility day or add in flexibility to somebody who is consistently doing a two to three day strength and resistance training program i um, mean the ar argument is too is technically they're stretching if they're getting stronger yeah so Ooh. I mean, it is, right? Because when you go down to do something, a squat, you're doing some type of concentric, eccentric motion. It's meaning up and down or shortening and lengthen. Mm -hmm. So technically, stretching is the aspect of exercise. And a rea of really yeah. to break it down, right? I mean, you should do some sort of body weight mobility warm-up yeah. prior to any time you're exercising, yeah. probably. I mean, I that's think, probably the right answer. Yeah. I think a good flow... Some type of, I mean, but I really think if you're listening to this, you need to go read about your own body, maybe do some own self test or call somebody or go see a PT um, before you just maybe get after it. Or just start with some basic stuff that doesn't, can't hurt you. Like look at a child, look at a two, three year old child that can do a perfect squat, mm -hmm. right? Most of the American population can't do that. Correct. I mean, if you go India, Japan, you go travel around the world, you'd be impressed of how many people can go into a deep squat. Not saying that everybody needs to be able to do that. But um, I think the basics, Kelly Stewart, Dr. Kelly Stewart has a really good book. What's his book called about that? Um, I always recommend people read it. It's Supple Leopard, I think. Yeah, Supple Leopard. That is a book. That's a really good one. You have that book? Yeah, it's at the house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he's a good PT, and they have a, him and I think it's him and I don't know his name, his wife. I'll link this book in the description so that Supple anybody Leopard. who's interested can go check it out. Yeah, he does a really good job in that book to explain for a lot of people. Uh, mm. um, I'd like to meet him one day. Uh, Are there any folks on 
the gram that talk about flexibility and mobility that could give people a quick like quick reference guide like oh i don't have time to read a book but i could go look at this person and they might give me some quick insights oh uh, i mean i think connor harris does a good job i think kelly stewart does a good job i mean I think a bunch of people do a bunch of uh, yeah. Zach couples. We're about to go see him in Chicago at the end of this week. I mean, I think a lot, a lot of them do a really good job. I think, but really, truly, I think getting a proper eval or going to get a personal trainer with someone that has credentials and knows the basics is probably the best way to start. Um, Cause like with anything else, if you want to learn, you gotta, you gotta get taught or teach yourself, I guess. That's, that's harder said than done. What do you always say? Uh, a lot of things. <laughs> Wise man, wise knows man knows himself, himself to, to be a fool. fool. I've heard that one a time or two, right? That's a good one. Just though. a time or two. Yeah, that's a good one. Are we having fun yet? That's the next one. But yeah, no, flexibility mobility is phenomenal it's because fun. you know I've, I, I'd argue some of my better successful stories in this gym and my career have been because I understood the difference between that and that I was able as a trainer, not as a physical therapist, not as anybody else to say, Hey, let's stop trying to chase this range of motion because you already have it. And let's get you stronger within this range of motion. And I've had a lot less injuries. I've had a lot less problems, a lot, especially with like my dancers, a lot of my ballerinas that we've had in here. Um, a lot of my hypermobile, maybe some of my baseball guys. Tempo. Yeah. I mean, it's, you got to know the difference and understand that. Um, and I think that's something that's very underlooked and not. So it almost seems pretty rare that, someone needs to focus solely on flexibility. Would you feel like that's semi-accurate? Or maybe it's just not as much of a priority compared to other things typically? Yeah, I, I think it depends. You know, I think a lot of some people like it because they get some type of dopamine response off the flexibility. Like I know some people that love to stretch. I feel like I just when you're when you're stretching, like you get that feeling it's like, yeah, something's going on. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. if that muscle's tight, you're putting a good stretch on or fascia, whatever, tendons, whatever you're stretching. Like you feel it and you're like, something's going on right there because I feel it. And yeah. it feels kind of good. Hurts a little bit, but it feels good, you know? So I think that's, you're, you're getting some feedback, I think, when you're doing it. Whereas like you're working out, yeah, you feel a burn. You're not like seeing your muscles grow immediately though. Right. Know? Yeah. I don't know though. I'd still argue. I mean, I still think that strength is one of the most underlooked things that needs to be talked about more, mm -hmm. especially with anybody from like six to like ninety-five. Yeah, like I think that should be a whole podcast about strength. I like, wrote down strength and pyramid, so that topic's coming. There it is. That's a, that's a cool <laughs> one to talk about because I think that's a lot of what we do here is just understand the difference and and doing it the right way. All right. right so let's summarize this because I'm out of here in a second. Here, summarize it, coach. All right. So mobility. Active oh. joint movement, right? Very simple. Flexibility, passive, soft tissue, muscle, tendon movement. Oh. One another bit simple. And I would think that in my experience, when I'm doing physical therapy, a lot of that with the physical therapist is more passive, moving towards mm. active, and more of the training we do is more active. So, I mean, it's a good combination. I don't think there's any... I think you need probably both, but it's almost like if you're working through an injury, post-surgery, recovery, maybe it starts more with passive and sure. moves back to active. Yeah. Yeah. Or it does all three, right? You do a light ambition hang or a stretch to get something to relax a little bit, and then you go strengthen the thing behind it. So it has its purpose, and I think it is needed and 
Yeah, you just have to figure out how that person responds to it and what works for them. Correct. What works for them. That's the best way to put it. That's it. Cool. Love it. So awesome. what's coming up for you guys this weekend? Tell everybody where you're going, what you're going to learn. Chicago. 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 I'm going to learn about pizza. Pizza. <laughs> Italian food. I'm going to see Mr. Zach Couples. He's a good PT. Learn all about his human matrix. It was recommended by several other trainers that we know and love dearly. Um, so we're going to make our way up to the Windy City. And then uh, we're having a good time. Yep. I'm excited about it. On that note, thank you guys for listening. <laughs> we'll talk to you all in the next episode. Bye for now.